paid 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. All right, all right. We are back. Episode 21 of the Kickback Pod. I'm your host, JD. Josh, we got my boy Fabian as usual. We're back at it, back at it with another pod. And yeah, guys, we already know the biggest, biggest news over the last week has been none other than the whole Travis Scott fiasco. So we will definitely be getting into that big time in this pod. Uh, of course, a lot of you guys been asking uh, me, asking us on uh, Instagram, what's our whole opinion on that? What's going to happen with Nike, Travis, etc.? Yeah, we'll get into that later on in the pod. But of course, first of all, got to ask my man, Fobbs, how you been? How your last two weeks been? Tell the people what you've been up to. Oh, man, I'm good. I'm a little uh, I'm a little sick today, which is, uh, you know, apologies in advance if you, you know, hear me kind of sniffling or whatever. Um, no, nah, but I, I'm other than that, I'm good. Uh, looking forward to my vacation. Uh, my girlfriend and I were, were flying to the Dominican Republic on saturday for a couple weeks which i'm super excited about um busy at work lots of content coming out you know um end of year q4 always a big one especially in e-commerce um but what about you man what have you been up to weren't you you weren't you in barcelona uh, in the last two weeks true i I actually forgot about that yeah (laughs) yeah see this guy's such a such a jet setter man oh yeah yeah, yeah. i was in barcelona (laughs) I totally forgot about that. <laughs> no, I was I was in Barcelona and um, I was there with uh, with Foot District. They um, they just became part of the Adidas Consortium Club, which means that they're going to get some higher level releases and also get some higher level collaborations themselves. And they kind of just celebrated that with their friends and family. They were you know nice enough to invite me, put me up in a hotel there. I was I was working from the hotel the couple of days that I was there. Then. You know, went for dinner, drinks. Um, you know, Barcelona's beautiful, obviously. Um, I think it was like three or four degrees in Berlin and almost 16, 17 degrees in Barcelona. A uh, big, big difference. So it was, it was, it was nice. Yeah. And obviously nice to see other like-minded folks that are into sneakers and um, you know, always have interesting stories to tell. It's freezing, freezing right now in Berlin. Uh, and that's yeah. why that's why you got sick that's why my girlfriend's sick right now that's why everyone's sick right now um but yeah did you manage to actually go to the new soul box location while you were in barcelona i did not there was so much like when i say there's a lot going on we you know high somebody has a couple big drops um you know our own drops some third-party drops there's features to be written news to be drafted um I was in Barcelona on the last day, just sitting in the hotel lobby, uh, writing, just working, and, uh, just working. And I wish I, I really, really wanted to hit up Soulbox Barcelona. But on the flip side, this gives me a good reason to go back to Barcelona. Of course, no doubt, no doubt. Speaking of traveling, I also will be in Paris uh, on starting on Thursday for a few days, and I'm super hyped for a lot of reasons. Uh, I, I actually. Cannot wait to see the Kith store. I've oh, actually, yeah. I've actually never been to a Kith in my whole life, so this is going to be a first for me. Really? Uh, no, I've never been to any of the locations in New York. The only time I went into kind of a Kith was when they had a pop up at Selfridges in London, but that's just like a, it's just a little pop up. That's that's not a store. I don't, I've never actually been inside a Kith. So, Man. and from 
from everything I've seen on TikTok, especially people showing videos of inside that store, that store looks insane. So I'm super excited to check that out. Uh, and also like all the other, uh, especially the vintage shopping in Paris, I'm really into vintage shopping and I know Paris is the spot for that. So definitely pretty, pretty hype for, for the trip, no doubt. No, I mean, you're, you're in for a treat because I think the, the Paris store is Kith's best so far. I've spoken to a couple of people who've been there and they all say that just everything, the design, the details, the materials used, uh, the construction, um, the, the whole concept of the store is just immaculate. Um, and it makes sense because I feel like Ronnie Feig is such a, um, a perfectionist in everything he does, right? With his collaborations, uh, down to literally how his store looks and how people feel when they walk into the store. Um, and it makes sense in today's day and age, right? Like having a store that's Instagrammable, TikTokable, um, if that's even a word, um, because it, it makes people want to go in there just for the store. And then, you know, maybe some of them leave with a pair of sneakers or some of Kith's own apparel. Uh, so it's definitely smart from a business side. Uh, well, I don't know, man. Kith stuff I find is like really, really expensive. Uh, especially super because, expensive. I mean, it, like, it's pretty much the same prices as like high-end designer stuff. And I don't know if they're in the same category. They make pretty basic stuff in my opinion. So I don't know. Like it, it's the prices are crazy. So I'll, I'll probably get myself some kit socks <laughs> and take some pictures. And that that's about it. Oh, speaking of stores, new stores, uh, actually over the last two weeks, I did manage to check out the new Supreme store in, Ooh, in Supreme. Berlin. Supreme. So Berlin is now <laughs> cool enough. I suppose they're cool enough now to get their own Supreme store. I went on opening day. Um, and if you guys are unfamiliar with how Supreme drops work, you got to like uh, on like two days before the release, you got to put your phone number, your name, whatever. And if you're lucky, you'll get a text message with uh, what number, what position you are in line. And then you got to show up and buy whatever you want to buy. I was number 323 in line. So I wasn't able to cop any of those Tiffany box logos which are reselling for a lot but what i was able to cop though was e- the berlin box logo uh i don't know if you've seen that fabian but uh i'm definitely i'm not going to be reselling this because it's the berlin logo t and i want to you know represent my city all over the world so i'm going to be keeping that shirt however i'm a bit disappointed in the shirt to be honest it's i don't get where the color is from it's a green box logo and I'm not sure exactly how that color represents Berlin in any way. It's especially disappointing if you look at some of the other city bogos, like the Milan one, which I think is amazing. You got that picture of the Last Supper on the box logo. They could have done like graffiti. They could have done a picture of the Berlin Wall or something. Instead, we just get this plain green box logo, which I thought was a little disappointing. Do you know where the green comes from? Honestly, I, I don't know. The only thing that I can think of is maybe because Berlin has such a historical connection to armies, right? Like being split between, you know, the French, British, American, and Russian sectors that uh, the green kind of symbolizes that a little bit. And I think because of that history, Berlin has a lot of army surplus stores and a lot of like vintage army stuff. Um, and you know, it's a similar kind of khaki olive green. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's the reference again. I don't know for sure. Um, 
I have to agree with you though. I, I find it super boring. Um, I would have done something totally different. It seems almost kind of rushed. And then they put like, what was there's something on the back. It says like Guten Tag or something like that. <laughs> no, it just says alles Gute. Alles Gute. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, cool. Like you put a random German phrase on there. I know. Um, it's, it's, it seems like they, you know, like they, they thought up the design the day before on Microsoft it looks like Word. it looks like a Chinatown market version of a Supreme Bogo, you know, a little bit. Yeah, like I don't know yeah. what a Chinatown market is called, like the market or supermarket or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I know a lot of people that got it as well. Um, some of them were at the friends and family opening the night before. And in terms of what it symbolizes, I think it's um it's a cool thing to have in the collection, but in terms of like actual design, it's very, yeah. very basic. Super, super basic. So I was pretty disappointed in that, but uh, I'm actually pretty happy to have a Supreme store in Berlin. I think it's pretty cool, especially if there's some upcoming dope collabs. I do buy Supreme stuff sometimes. So I, it's nice that it, and it's literally like down the street from where I live. So it, it's pretty cool. What surprised me is that you were like over 300 in line and you still got a box logo, right? So so I don't know how many they had or or I, maybe what they do sometimes is they just like restock it randomly during the day. So they'll have like 200, but only 25 are out. And then when they're sold out, they wait a couple hours and put another 25 out. Maybe that's what they did. The, but, the Berlin um, box logo, from what I heard, pretty much everyone who got a spot on the first day okay. uh, was, was able to cop the logo. I, I think they must have had more than 500, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, because I mean, it, that's cool, I, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to at least get the Berlin one, but at least I got that. The store itself is super nice, though. I mean, it's uh, it's it's all in one floor, which is unique to Supreme because every Supreme store I've been to in the world and I've been to like the Tokyo, London, uh, Paris one as well. It's all like over two floors. And this one is just like in one open space. So it feels a lot smaller. But uh, but it's nice. It's nice. It's definitely in a in a pretty dope part of the city. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay. So let's get into as usual latest pickups. Uh, I have two pickups to talk about, and one of the pickups was I literally just picked this up an hour ago. Like I, that's why I'm actually late to shoot the pod today because I have to go meet this guy to pick up the shoes, and I have them right here, Fabio. Oh, and you can you can you can see it. Yep. Yeah. There you go. It is signed by the man himself. <laughs> I think so. I think that's a signature, right? That's MJ signature. Yeah. Yep. So these are the uh, off-white Jordan twos. Uh, I definitely wanted to see this pair in hand. I was actually, before I got the shoe, I, I had no idea about like why they did the cracked out uh, midsole and all that. Did a little bit of research into it. Uh, it's, it's actually pretty cool. Like the whole storyline and concept of the shoe, the twos, at the time that they came out, uh, Michael Jordan was going through like a, I guess, somewhat of a, like a Italian fashion renaissance. Like he was wearing a lot of suits off the court. It was all about the business. And Jordan brand, as, as a result, they wanted the Jordan 2 to represent that, to show more of like the luxury side of Jordan. And that's why what they did was when they made the shoe, they sacrificed durability for more luxury items, uh, more luxury materials. So uh, the Jordan 1s, they had rubber soles, but the uh, Jordan 2s, they had TPU soles. And TPU soles, unfortunately, over time, they get cracked quite easily compared to rubber soles. So that's why, so basically, uh, Virgil Abloh, he looked at a 
uh, a old pair of Jordan 2s. It had the cracked sole on it. And uh, once again, that is because of the TPU. And he thought that was really cool. He made a, uh, basically, a, uh, he put the shoe in a CT scanner and created a digital replica of the sneaker. And yeah, that's how they were able to make the shoe. The, the outsole is actually made out of a combination of resin and TPU. And over time, the resin won't deteriorate, but the TPU will. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to look kind of like a, I don't know how it's, how it's going to look, but basically part of the midsole will deteriorate and parts won't. Which which is pretty cool, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's it's. I thought the story is pretty cool. Having it in hand, I still don't like the shoe. To be completely honest, <laughs> like it still looks to me like a hype beast bowling shoe. It looks like a bowling shoe. Like there's there's no denying to me this looks like a bowling shoe, man. That like I, I mean, like it's, I can. It's the colors, it. I think, too, right? Yeah, definitely the colors. Actually, this particular colorway, Peter Moore, the guy who designed the Jordan Two. He called this colorway the tuxedo. Um, I guess once again to represent Michael Jordan's like swagger off the court. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling this white colorway, and neither am I feeling the black one. But I did want to grab it just to do a review on YouTube and just to see these in hand. I also got it for a pretty good price, so it's not like I lost any money on it. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh it's a little underwhelming to be honest, <laughs> but they're going for a ridiculous amount on the resale market way higher than I expected to. How much are they going for? So this size right here, this is a size 11. These are right now going for around 680 euros. Mm. So yeah, that's like almost 300% resale. I think that'll so, rise though. But like, did you think they would go for that high, especially because off-white hype has kind of died down? And it's the Jordan 2. Like, no, no yeah, one's really wearing a, twos. But it's an off-white Jordan. I think in time as well, when there's less and less uh, dead sock pairs on the market, I think the prices... I wouldn't be surprised if the prices are over 1000 at some point next year. You think? Yeah. Man, I don't know. I, I, I have my doubts about that, man. I feel like, I feel like they're about as high as they're going to be right now. You think? Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, there there are two, and like they're just I don't know. They're just not that special to me compared to the off white fives, which I thought were amazing. Um, the 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 whole cracked midsole thing is cool. Let's see if Nike starts doing that. Nike has been biting off white and Sakai designs into a lot of their general release sneakers, so they might do that with the twos as well. We'll start seeing cracked soles in every sneaker from now on. Who knows? But um, but yeah. That's my first pickup, the Jordan 2 off-white. I, I give it a solid 6.5 out of 10. Okay, that's above average, right? Like if, you, yeah, if, yeah. Five's, if five's average, then, then that's pretty decent. What was your, what was your second pickup? Uh, I, got a, I finally grabbed myself a pair of just regular 992s. I got the Ooh. gray pair, a Very gray nice. pair of 992s. And yeah, I believe the hype. The hype is real. It is definitely the most comfortable shoe I own. Where'd so, you get them? I got them from Overkill, actually. Okay. Um, you could have got them at High Snob. I could have helped you out with a discount. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Really? <laughs> They're sold out now, though. So <laughs> next well, time, next, ask me. Next time, I got to ask you for sure. Yeah. I got it. Uh, yeah, I did get it from Overkill. Um, but yeah, man, like these, like prior to getting these, my 990 V5s. Were the, were the shoe that I was literally wearing every single day, nonstop, because it's just so comfortable. I got to say, these 992s are more comfortable. They're just a little yeah. bit more cushiony. And I can see myself now going after a lot of 
future colorways. I don't, I, I don't know if you've seen that, uh, or maybe I guess we'll talk about it later on in the upcoming drops, but there's this uh, concept colorway. Yeah, the supposed kiwi. To re- the kiwi, yeah. Fruit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a very unusual colorway, but it looks very dope, I think. It's uh, so sick. I, I wouldn't mind grabbing a pair of those for myself, but... But yeah, those are my two pickups, man. Finally, the 992s and the Off-White Jordan 2s. Uh, do you got any pickups? No, so uh, I have one major pickup, and uh, it's one that I've already kind of customized a little bit. I got the uh, Stone Island New Balance RC1 Elites, I think mm-hmm. they're called. And um, I saw uh, one of the guys from the basement uh, dyed his pair, like this really nice brown colorway, but it was an accident. He actually wanted to color them pink which is funny that it came out really dark and brown, but they looked really, really sick. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'm going to dye these as well. Um, but I thought, like, what's, like, a really, like, Stone Island color? And, you know, I figured some sort of, like, olive green, khaki green kind of sand colorway would be sick on these. Um, so I got a dark green dye, and they came out almost like this turquoise, not not turquoise, but, like, this, like, peacock green kind of emerald green colorway and um i'm super happy with how they came out i did like a little reel on my instagram Uh, a lot of people liked them some people didn't like them um but it it almost like reminded me of like the fun part of just customizing your shoes and making them your own um i hadn't i hadn't done that in a long long time i the last time i dyed a pair of shoes was when i got the off-white prestos in all white and i dyed them blue um, and I, you know, I, I don't wear them that much anymore, but I much prefer them dyed because they're, they're mine. They're like a one of one, um, which is also why customization is such a big part of sneaker culture. Right. So, uh, yeah, that was my major pickup over the last two weeks. And, um, I'm super happy with how they came out. Have you been uh, running in those? <laughs> I have not been running in any shoes recently. I, I need to, I went to the gym this morning, but I need to like be more active, um, I don't know if I'm going to run in them, but I'm definitely going to wear them uh, soon. I think it's been kind of shitty weather recently. I want to wear them on like a nice day where it's like bright out, um, kind of, you know, show them off a little bit. Maybe, maybe I'll take them on holiday as well. Oh yeah. True. Why not? Yeah. Well, you were, you were supposed to take those vermilions on holiday, but you'd never ended oh, up man. getting a pair. No, I signed up to a couple of raffles, but like I was too late and I think I only signed up to SNS and, uh, I think end and you you never win at end, dude. You um, you got you got to sign up for the the confirmed app because yeah. because like those I, I have a very high uh, win percentage on those. You know all about it because you know when yeah. I went to yeah oh when my I went, god yeah <laughs> when I was in Toronto I changed my Adidas address to Fabian's house uh, for all the Adidas raffles and he ended up with like ten boxes of shoes <laughs> at his place. It was more like twelve and like six of them were from Adidas, man. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um so yeah Adidas confirmed man I'm always hit getting W's on those, but I didn't actually get one on the Vermilions. I tried to get it in your size too, but sorry yeah. man. No, I was I was like ready to buy like a red speedo and just like wear them every day on the beach. Oh but, man. Uh, no, the internet deserved it. Deserved right, it. Right. I guess we're never gonna see that picture ever. Shit, man. Hey guys, before we begin our main topic, we just wanted to give you a little disclaimer. So the topic we're about to discuss may be emotional for some of you, and we understand that it's not an easy thing to talk about nor listen to. And after much deliberation, we felt like it was okay to touch on the topic due to the significance it holds within our culture. 
For those of you that don't want to listen to this, you can just skip ahead to later on in the podcast if you just want to hear about upcoming sneaker drops. And we will leave a timestamp for that in the description of the podcast. You can just skip ahead. And we appreciate you guys listening and for your feedback. Much love, Josh and Fabs. All right, so we got to get into it. We got to get into the by far the number one topic in the, I guess, not just sneaker community, but in in pop culture and basically across all the news outlets right now. That has to do, of course, with the tragedy that happened at Astro Fest. Uh, and before we obviously say anything about this topic, uh, we got to say, of course, first and foremost, uh, rest in peace to all of the victims that passed away. And, and of course, prayers with all the family members. Uh, it's just a terrible, terrible tragedy, especially when you look at the some of the ages of the people that passed away. It's just it's just incredibly, incredibly sad. Uh, it's they say now the death toll is around 10 um, which yeah that's that's really really sad so definitely our prayers with them and rest in peace to to uh, yeah rest in peace to the ones that passed uh, yeah so we wanted to just just talk about this um, so first things first we got to talk about uh, well just yesterday this happened the Air Max ones that were supposed to be released as basically you know predicted by both of us uh we thought that they would get postponed they ended up did getting postponed of course that makes sense it would have been absolute pr disaster for nike if they decided to release them they were supposed to release december the 16th instead they're getting postponed to an indefinite undefined date who knows when that'll happen and i i feel personally i feel like they just cannot release this shoe because this particular shoe I'm not saying they're going to cancel Travis. I'm saying that this particular shoe is always going to be associated to that Astrofest event. So I I just feel like any time that they release it, they're going to get really bad press about it. And I feel like Nike just makes way too much money to to have like such negative press affect them. So I personally predict that we'll never see those shoes released. That's just what I think. But um, yeah, I I mean I agree. I would say you know first off definitely echo your your sentiment there like it's just so sad and 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 so fucked up that people went to a concert went to a festival to have fun and you know 10 people didn't manage to come home and that obviously affects a lot of families a lot of friends a lot of people that knew them um and you know beyond the 10 deaths there were 300 injuries 13 hospitalizations um yeah a lot has been written about it you know high somebody also posted um a a think piece or a thought piece about it complex wrote a very very good piece on it it was an op-ed by one of the writers who is a big travis scott fan himself and he was kind of battling with his fandom after the fact um so i recommend anyone to go read that complex piece i thought it was a very good read um but to your point about the shoes yeah for me they'll forever be associated to this you know tragic tragic event and I don't know if it makes sense to ever release them. You know, Nike should just cut their losses and we can argue or we can discuss what's next for Travis and Travis X Nike and Travis X anyone down the line. I don't think that he's going to get canceled or that he will, you know, totally be wiped off the, the mainstream spotlight. 
but this shoe in particular, I think it's just like, what's the point of releasing it? You know, like it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Nike, like I said, Nike makes a lot of money. They can easily take the loss, like whatever was invested into the promotion of the shoe. It's much better, I think, on their side to take that loss rather than take all of the negative uh, press and uh, yeah, negative brand reputation that they they would get by releasing the shoe. So I, I just don't think we'll ever see that particular shoe released. Uh, and just looking at some of the backlash that Travis himself has gotten from this, um, uh, like I, you, I mean, you got to, of course. Without a doubt, he should, I think, get some of the blame because it was his festival. So it was not a, it was, he was not like the, the, like Coachella, like he's the headliner. He wasn't a headliner at some other festival. It was literally his festival. So I do understand that he should get some of that blame. And, but I got to say, like, I, I personally think that he is getting maybe too much of the blame. I've seen the videos of him of the videos circulating of uh, basically, you know, like the like the the there's people passed out and he's on stage still performing, and I mean these performers have so many spotlights on them, so many lights directly in their face. There's no way I, I highly doubt there was any way that he could could have possibly seen what was going on in the crowd several rows down. I mean he's got so many lights in his face. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, like that—that's what I'm thinking. Like, there's no way he could have possibly seen that. There's been so many rumors about like what potentially happened. There's rumors about people in the crowd were drugged. Uh, there's there was obviously some stampedes going on. And I don't know if you guys have been to a festival. I've been to several festivals. I've been to some electronic festivals. I've been to a couple of festivals that Travis himself has performed in. And I gotta say, like these stampedes, the drugs. This happens at every single festival that I've ever been to. This is not any different than any festival. I mean, like if you, festivals are dangerous, like that's just a fact. Like festivals are dangerous, dangerous. And if anything, this should basically highlight that festivals themselves maybe need to be done a different way, maybe done safer. Maybe don't put the entire crowd all in one little mosh pit. Maybe divide the crowd into sections. I don't know, just throwing out ideas here but they need to kind of rethink the way festivals are done there's been people dying at especially electronic music festivals there's been people dying of drug overdoses for a long time um, at these festivals like they're they're just they're not the safest place to go and i don't think anything completely out of the ordinary happened at this particular festival that doesn't happen at other festivals and travis as the performer i think i know it was his festival but he was probably just uh, concerned about one thing and one thing only. That was his performance. He must have paid a lot of people to take care of the other stuff like security, uh, promotion, marketing, tickets, whatever. Like he pays people to do that. His particular focus was performing. So, I mean, there's, there's, I, I don't think he definitely should get some of the blame 100%. But the way that people are putting like, 100% of all of the blame just on Travis Scott, I think is unfair. And it's unfair to say that we should completely cancel him. And I'm not like part of the Travis Scott fan club or anything here. I'm, I just, I, I look at the facts and I, I'm looking at what happened. And I just think that he is getting, he, he's getting basically canceled 
for something that wasn't 100% his fault. But yeah, I mean, that's just my opinion on it, man. Like, uh, what do you think, Fabian? I mean, it's it's such a difficult subject, right? Like, I, I don't know if I want to get too much into like whose fault it was. I know that it comes down to responsibility, right? And like, yeah, of course, it's not his fault something happened in the crowd or it's not his fault um you know somebody knocked someone else over because he was you know 50 feet away but at the end of the day it was his festival it is his responsibility that the festival is staffed well enough and from what i've read and from what i've heard there were not enough um you know emts there were not enough emergency responders there were not enough security uh present and I think in general, the organization of the festival was pretty subpar. Um, yeah, about- for sure. I mean, he should, he should get like, it's his festival. He, he, he definitely, yeah. he can't just like get off free, you know, like there's a lot of, he does have to for sure get some of the blame. I don't, I don't know if he's getting canceled. I think people are obviously reacting very, you know, and rightfully so very emotionally after this tragic, you know, tragic happening um i i think we we also live in an age where kind of you're you're either on one side or you're on the other right like look at politics in the u.s it's always split down the middle um and it's the same with any issue there's almost no gray area right and so i think that's how people are reacting because that's just how people react nowadays uh most people not everyone um where some will be coming to his defense and and others and i've seen this in the comments and others are saying you know it was totally his fault and he bears all responsibility um i I, honestly i i I don't really know i think it's it's a difficult topic to take a stand on i think what's clear though is that a lot of people could have done better i know that there were some videos of him stopping the concert earlier to get people who passed out out um, but then there were videos of him later on not stopping the concert when there was a uh, ambulance trying to get through. It's hard to, it's impossible to say or to 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 know what he saw, what he heard, what he didn't see. Um, that's why I don't know if it makes sense to kind of speculate on that. To be honest, I think just in general, like it, it just should have been handled a lot better by a lot of different parties, whether that's Travis Scott and his management or Live Nation, who you know helped co-organize the event and host it. I think a lot of people could have done better that weekend for sure, and it's just it's just sad that so many you know so many people lost their lives because people just didn't whether it's they didn't bother to or they just weren't able to because they just didn't have the experience, but they just didn't organize something as good as it should have been organized. Yeah, definitely, man. It's 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 really sad, man. I, I've been to Travis Scott shows, and I I, I have ha- really enjoyed myself at these shows. Uh, but just based on experience, yeah, these shows definitely do get quite rowdy. Uh, there's a lot of mosh pitting going on. There's people jumping, and uh, yeah, you could definitely catch an elbow to the face. I've gotten that actually at a Travis Scott concert. Um, yeah, so the yeah, I mean. It's it's really sad, man. It's really sad that it happened like this. Like, and and we we don't know what's gonna you know end up happening with uh with Travis from here on out. But yeah, I mean, I know he just got even Drake just got sued um, by uh, I think it was like a class action. Um, we'll see where we'll see where that goes. But like, let's talk about I guess like implications for 
just the Travis and Nike partnership. What do you think will happen from this? Do you see any future releases continuing? Do you see them pausing for a while? Or like, what do you think is going to happen? I guess there will be some hit to Travis and his persona, I think. And, and we're already seeing that, right? Like the Air Max ones have been delayed. The Houston Rockets didn't do a Travis Scott appreciation night. Um, and there's definitely going to be brands that kind of try and distance themselves from him, at mm, least yeah. for a little bit. Um, I should preface that or preface, preface the next thing that I'm going to say with obviously any loss that Travis Scott suffers from this is nothing compared to the, you know, the families and friends that lost people at the, um, at the concert, at the festival themselves. But, you know, we live in an age as well where fandom has become so hardcore, right? Like people are such hardcore fans of people like Travis Scott. And I think he's one of, one of those celebrity enigmas that just has one of the most passionate fan bases around and they're incredibly loyal. And I think a lot of them will still rock with him regardless of what happens, you know? And I think it would take a lot for, you know, a majority of his fan base to get turned off by him. But I do know that there's, you know, friends and and people I've seen online and forums say that they feel uncomfortable listening to his music or wearing his sneakers right now. And they feel like, just associating themselves with him right now is, is a tricky subject. And I mean, we're both, you know, talking about this and, and trying to be very careful with our words. And obviously this is not a comfortable conversation to have for either of us, um, at least, you know, speaking for myself. And I think that will, you know, there will be some people who are kind of a little bit more hesitant to kind of rock with Travis Scott publicly after this um, for, you know, their own personal reasons. And, and, and that's cool. There will be a lot of people who still rock with him because, you know, they don't believe that it's his fault or they, you know, believe that, of course, it's unfortunate and tragic, but um, they still like his shoes and they don't see a reason why they should stop wearing his shoes. Um, And again, that's all personal choice. Um, But I do think that Travis Scott and his kind of persona and, and, the, the persona that he's built over the last few years as the biggest celebrity in the world will take a bit of a hit for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I've noticed it myself with uh, like a, a brand that I, I was working with recently. Uh, I had uh, sent them a video to review prior to uploading. And they, and in the video, I made a quick reference to Travis Scott and um this was of course like prior to any of this uh, uh, no not prior actually when i recorded the video it was before the concert um but i had sent them the video to review after the whole concert thing happened um and they basically sent me back the video and said uh you need to remove all references to travis scott we don't want to be associated with this and they made me basically uh re-edit the video uh and this is like a pretty small brand too so I, if the small brands are doing this uh, I can't even imagine. I'm. I can't imagine actually that the big, bigger brands will maybe start distancing themselves too. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see. I think a lot of it depends with depends on like how these like lawsuits go. How much? How much? Uh, how liable he ends up being? Because brands, of course, you know, want to side with whatever's right uh, and whatever the public court decides. Uh, so we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see. I mean. 
it's tough to say if Travis and Nike will be done. I, if I were to take a bet, I'm going to say no. I don't think it's going to be done. Um, he's just like, like you said, biggest celebrity in the world right now. And it, but it does need like a long period of, I guess, like healing period. For sure. Um, and I think regardless, like, you know, whether he's done or not, whether he still has Nike shoes that come out or not, I think the most important thing is just that, you know, these, the, those affected by the festival get justice. Right. And whether that's sure. through, whether that's through a court of law, whether that's through civil lawsuits, whether that's through, you know, just personal healing um, and, and public support, um, I think that that's probably the most important thing going forward and that, you know, everything that Travis Scott does is secondary to, to that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I hope, I hope, uh, I hope the same. I hope the, I hope the victims get comp. It's impossible to compensate someone for a loss like that, but I, I, I hope they at least get some kind of justice for, for what happened. For sure. Um, all right. So moving on to, yeah, let's, let's just get into the upcoming drops because, there's a lot. There's a lot of upcoming drops. We're getting into Black Friday period, actually, in the States. So that's part of the reason why we're getting so many. So, um, yeah, I'll just get into it. On the 19th uh, of November, we have the third colorway already of the Air Max 1 and Pata collaboration. Uh, this is like some kind of purple colorway or like a berry colorway. Uh, yeah, it's like a like a yeah, like a purple pink kind of thing. Right, yeah, and the upper is different uh, this time. So the upper is actually made mostly out of leather rather than the new book uh, done on the first two. And it even has a higher retail price. It's $10 higher. Uh, this, I don't know, uh, this is not my favorite colorway, to be honest, out of the three that I've released so far. I'm more excited about the fourth one. I, I There was like a kind of like a... A uh, little preview of it. If you look at, if you look closely at like the picture, one of the pictures of the berry colorway, you can see kind of at the edges, there's like a black colorway that mm-hmm. seems like a, like pretty much like it looks exactly like the first two pairs, except it's black on the mudguard. And oh, nice. that, yeah, so that that's definitely looking pretty good. So that might end up being the fourth colorway. I'm, I'm more excited about that than this, uh, this berry colorway. And then we also have on the 20th, um, some Jordan ones to talk about Jordan one Bordeaux. Uh, yeah. If you guys are fans of Burgundy, I know like, uh, what's that? There's like a YouTuber who loves, I think it's former Simpson. Former Simpson is like a big Burgundy guy. Like he loves, uh, any shoes that have Burgundy on it. So I know he's probably going to be copying these and yeah, perfect fall colorway. No doubt. Jordan one Bordeaux on the 20th. Uh, and then more Jordan 1 news on the 24th, the Ama Manier Jordan 1s will be dropping. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, this colorway looking very, very nice. A white and I guess like a mocha colorway, mainly a white sneaker. Uh, materials look crazy, crazy nice on these. Uh, I don't know if you've seen some of these pictures, but yeah. materials looking super nice. And uh, yeah, so this, so that's on the 24th on the Amma Manier site. Not sure exactly when it will be releasing on Sneakers app and other retailers. And then the last one we wanted to talk about on the 27th, we will see the uh, Sakai Blazer Low collab with Cause, uh, which is, yeah, unexpected collab. Uh, but 
Yeah, the Blazer Low Sakai has proven to be not so popular of a model. I've actually seen that shoe even go on sale here in Europe. I've seen it go like 30-40% off. So um, yeah, that shoe was not selling out at all. So I'm not so sure how popular this Cause collab will be. Cause, of course, is like just pretty much like a hype meme at this point. So maybe it will end up selling out. But these these Cause colorways are just not for me. Like I would never rock any of these these colors just don't go together in my opinion but yeah so that that will be dropping on the 27th the uh sakai blazer low cause do you have any on your list so obviously december 11th you got the air jordan 11 cool grace i mean that's you know a while yet Mm. but they just got officially announced today um biggest uh biggest jordan release probably of the year in my opinion just in terms of like quantity you know don't they normally drop an 11 on Black Friday every year? No, they do it around the holiday period. So sometimes right. it's Black Friday, sometimes it's December. But usually usually they'll do it around December, mid-December, just before Christmas, because then that's when all the kids ask their parents for a pair. Um, sure. Then Noah and Adidas have a collection coming out on the 18th of November. It's kind of like vintage-inspired running shoes uh, with like some really nice kind of maroon, deep blacks, purples, greens. Um, if you're into that kind of thing. And then we we mentioned earlier, I, I don't know if you just mentioned it, uh, the New Balance Concepts 992s, right? Those are dropping on the 20th. Um, and then the Adidas Human Race Cichona, uh, which is that new slip-on uh, Adidas uh, Human Race that's dropping in black with pink detailing on the 19th of November. And I'm not going to lie, I think it's a decent shoe. Um, I would not sure if I would wear it, but I think it's a cool concept, kind of like a different silhouette for Pharrell to kind of work on, which, you know, I think his collaboration or partnership with Adidas has gone a bit stale over the last few years. And, um, it might be too little too late, but I do, do like the effort in bringing out like a very new, totally new, uh, silhouette. Is it this like, uh, like this burgundy colorway or uh, not nah, it's, it's all at? black all black with pink detailing but the burgundy one was one that came out a couple months ago or something okay okay cool cool yeah this uh i, I haven't tried out this silhouette but it looks it's super comfortable it's super comfortable um obviously it's just like a sock knitted upper with a boost midsole which is always going to be comfortable right yeah um, i like it yeah that i and you already mentioned the uh, the New Balance uh, 992s with concepts. Yeah, that I'm looking forward to that one. That one, those colors somehow go really well together. Neon green with uh, with beige. I wouldn't think they would go together, but it looks uh, it looks super nice. And yeah, I beautiful. saw I, I saw Salehi unbox a pair of those on his uh, Instagram live, mm-hmm. and, and uh, yeah, they look they look super fire. So um, he convinced me. I I think I need a pair of those nice yeah no and salehi's crocs are also dropping soon i think uh oh yeah yeah that's that's my must my unfortunately or fortunately that is my must cop for the month of december a pair of crocs i really need those salehi crocs they look so sick (laughs) yeah they're pretty cool actually they're probably the crocs best collaboration so far easily easily man this is the only pair of crocs i ever wanted even going (laughs) going back to like the super hype days of crocs i never owned a pair of crocs even back then i just thought they were ridiculous ridiculous looking things but uh salehi has uh put me onto them man these these are fire i would wear i would definitely wear those 
Um, yeah, but yeah, that, that's, I, that's, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, I, I would definitely wear them. I think there's some really good colorways and everything Salehi touches nowadays really turns to gold. I think he's got such a great feel for form, design, concept, storytelling, rollout, colors. Um, that's why I think uh, the sneaker world is definitely lucky to have him uh, designing shoes. For sure, for sure. And yeah, that's about it. That wraps up this episode of the Kickback Pod. Uh, of course, shout out to all of you listeners. Uh, make sure you give us a rating on Apple Music if you enjoy the podcast. And of course, tell a friend. Uh, that really helps us out. Thank you for everyone who listens to basically every single episode. I know there's quite a lot of you guys because uh, so some of you guys will message me on some of my uh, YouTube or in my Instagram and be like, oh, you said this on the pod. And I'm like, wow, you guys are really all listening to it. So that's that's great. Um uh, appreciate all you guys and yeah we will uh, we'll catch you on the next one peace see you guys boom